Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mixed Company Podcast. It is the year of 2021 aka 2020 part two yes, uh, we are still here in uh relative quarantine depending on where you live in america for example if you live in the south it is just like 2019 <laughs> if you live in new york you basically have to go kill animals yourself yes. or survive off of vegetation yes. um simeon coker how are you doing friend i'm doing well i'm definitely not in the south where they are going to bow wow concert concerts um, but you know, I'm out here surviving and thriving. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I keep seeing like invites in my uh, in my in- inboxes for like parties and brunches and comedy shows in New York. No, it's all from like the South. So whatever uh. like subscription list I'm on from things I've done in like Texas, Florida, DC, they they folks are just living their lives like it's their last day with covid um <laughs> it very what might <laughs> it might be. if you're going to I'm live funny, your life, if you're going to live your life to the fullest you might as well live it like yolo i yeah. feel like this is the year we need to bring back yolo oh wow um because it it, it hits different now it yolo definitely hits different in the middle of a panorama and a panorama in a in a in a in a uh what else does somebody in a, in a in the middle of a pangea <laughs> in the middle of a, a prescription in the- <laughs> so yeah guys we are back um definitely want to shout out our last episode uh laurel rossi from creative spirit we definitely got some great feedback about that episode make sure you guys check that out if you're looking for partners for your organizations um that have a uh, an interest in increasing their uh, representation of differently abled people. Um, the folks over at Creative Spirit can definitely help you out over there. Um, and I feel like that might be the nicest thing that I say for the rest of this episode. So I definitely <laughs> wanted to make sure that we get that out of the way. Yes, that was a great episode. Uh, I definitely learned a lot. Um, and yeah, we don't talk about that enough. So we I, don't. Don't think a lot, I don't think a lot of people talk about differently able people enough. So um, shout out to that because, or shout out to her for bringing those insights to the table. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and speaking about people talking about things, I think this is a great way for us to segue into um, uh, dope shit and ain't shit. And um, I guess I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off the deep end and suggest that I think the last couple episodes of 2020, we were trying to keep everybody's uh, uh, positivity ratings up. And so I think we did all dope shit, um, but we wouldn't be mixed company if we weren't mad sometimes. And so, a little bit. you know, I think 20, while 2021 on a personal note has started off pretty good, um, you know, my prayers have been up, my circle is tight, my skin is moisturized. Um, I would say in the in the world at, at large and in advertising in general, it's a lot of not shit stuff happening already. Um, a lot of folks who were out here in June that were 
talking all this shit about how they're here for the black communities, they're starting to show their asses right now. Um, I think that this is kind of timely because Black History Month is right around the corner. Um, and at, if you guys have been listening to the show, you know, we call that reparations month. Um, so for those of you that are being asked to speak, uh, to give presentations, uh, to come up with events on behalf of your white leadership, I say, get your money, get your things, yeah. get your 40 acres and a mule because none of this shit is free. Um, and so with that yeah. said, Sam, I'm gonna toss this to you. You go ahead first, friend. What's your ain't shit? So my ain't shit is, and I, and I guess this is uh, an alleged ain't shit until the, <laughs> until the smoke clears, but uh, Hero Group, which is a black owned agency, uh, just basically filed a lawsuit against DDB over in an army account that they won. And so for people who are not aware, whenever agencies are pitching government accounts, there is a minority requirement that is uh, attached to those accounts. Um, basically what that means is if you are a predominantly white agency, uh, it is required that you have, uh, I believe 40% of your subcontractors are belong to a minority group, whether that's a woman or, a per or, or people of color. And so basically what happened was DDB worked uh, and engaged Hero to pitch for the army account to suffice to uh, basically uh, to adhere to their, to their minority quota, if you will. Uh, DDB won the account and when the account was won, which I believe it was over like, like four, four billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four billion dollars. Uh, after they won the account, uh, DDB ghosted Hero, which is owned by Joe Anthony. And so Joe Anthony is suing, uh, and his company Hero Group are suing DDB for a smooth one hundred million dollars in damages. Um, I think the ancient is pretty clear, but I think the thing that I wanted to hit on here is that this happens more often than people would like to realize, not necessarily at uh, an agency level, but definitely on a contractor level where when it comes to agencies trying to, especially within the last couple of months, um, uh, the last six months with with uh, brands looking for more representation, specifically representation from black people and people of color at the table, agencies employing, uh, freelancers and contractors to win this business and then once the business is won they basically ghost them so that is my ancient this is also a um uh i don't want to say a warning if you will but definitely a, a moment for people who are a part of these rfp processes processes to make sure that they're checking themselves that you aren't using and, I'm, and I, when I say using people, I mean it in the negative way that you aren't using black people and people of color to make money because I don't know how much different that is from slavery. And I'm sure none of you want, to, I mean, yeah, you're getting a check, but you're, you're using people. Um, and so I want you to be cognizant of that. Uh, who knows what's gonna happen with this lawsuit, but definitely um, as we are moving forward uh, in this, this world that, um, I don't know where we are, but this <laughs> this world makes make sure that you are checking your your ethics uh, mm. and you're being ethical people. I know that's a gray area in in advertising, but you can be here and not be a shitty person. 
You know, friend, because the reality is it's the exploitation of Black people. That's the word I was looking for. for. Me. Um, the and the only reason that word popped into my mind is because I just saw a caricature of uh, the good of the Good Times animated reboot, and it just brought me back to the 1970s. Um, when if you wanted to make something cool, you just slap a little black on it, okay? A little black with mm. little black a little black scent on it. Um, you go ahead and you add an afro to make it feel authentic. Uh, maybe you could trick some folks while you do it, and. And it, it really does remind me of what's going, what what I see happening in the industry right now. Um, it is the exploitation of black people, black bodies, black thought, black culture, black uh, uh, effort, black FTEs, black all of that for me. And I'm not going to lie guys, um, it's been about six to seven months since so many people um, were crying on calls, shedding tears, sending emails and phone calls and texts to the two and three black people you have in your phone and checking in to see if they were okay. Um, and, and, you know, lucky for Sim and I, we have, we have a really dope circle of people, but a lot of people that I talk to and a lot of people I see do not. Yeah. Um, you know, we can we can never forget in 2016, 53% of, of white women voted for Trump. Um, I will never forget that in 2020, 55% voted for Trump. And um, in 2021, they stormed the Capitol. And in 2021, <laughs> the 75 million, right? 74, 75 million storms of the Capitol. Um, the representation of the 75 million from the capital. <laughs> and I think that that for me, for me, my hot take, my ain't shit is actually going to be, um, is, is really just going to be my sentiment on what I'm seeing industry-wide, which is a direct reflection of what's happening uh, nationwide. And while I recognize that the United States of America is nothing less or nothing short of a complete contradiction of our ideals and beliefs. I think it is so important for somebody to actually call the fuck out of every single person in this industry that got on Ad Age and Ad Week and, and uh, different podcasts and platforms much like ours and wrote their think pieces and wrote their books um, and were paid to speak about ways that their organizations and their companies are, um, are, are doing their best and, and really reinvesting their time and their energy in uh, their black, you know, their black employees um, and, and multicultural peoples of their organizations. And here we are in January and y'all are looking real suspect right now. There have been, and I'm not going to call names. I'm not going to say anything because if we if if we spilled tea the way everyone deserves us to spill tea right now, everyone would be in lawsuits. No one would have a job and we would be out here trying to pitch to lifetime a story that could keep us fed for years. Because the reality is a lot of y'all lied. A lot of people lied. There were so many people 
I can't tell you how frustrating it was for me to see so many people say on Twitter on January 6th, how surprised they were to see these radical extremist terroristic white people storm the Capitol. As if that's not something that we've all read in recent history books. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people thought it was okay to, at that point, re, you know, like almost to deflect like the whole, like, oh, that's not me. That's not who I am. That's exactly who this country is. And that's exactly who you all are within this industry, whether you subscribe to that extremist extremism or not. Mm-hmm. That what we are seeing right now, you know, towards the end of Trump's presidency um, and, and, coming into 2021 is really just the resurfacing of who we genuinely are as a country and what American culture genuinely is. American, we've made, everyone has made so much money on seeming anti-racist, appearing to be anti-racist. It's it's the style. It's the style just for, just for the world to turn around and show us again, ah, 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 we got to pull the mask off so y'all can see who we really are. And how that and how that leans into what's happening in the industry in a time where it is very apparent that we are moving more, we are moving again towards a heavily du jour racist society um, uh, and, and, and hopefully exiting, but I'm not that, I'm not that um, optimistic that we're exiting a de facto racist society because that is exactly what we've lived in for the last four years. Um, in a time like this, we're losing our DNI leaders yeah. silently. Yep. And I and I emphasize silently, and I let that sit there. There's so we are losing our DNI and our culture leaders, yeah. and your agencies are standing by and watching it. If not, if not, being the people or the person or the teams to accelerate the loss of DNI and culture leadership within agencies only to turn around and put the burden of planning your black history month celebrations on your people who already have full-time jobs so that you can co-opt all of the work that they do at the middle and end of the year and send it to your investors to show just how culturally inclusive you are. Y'all are not shit. <laughs> Y'all are not yeah. shit. And it is just, it's just so funny for me. Like you read the trades and it's always such like a small line that, you know, a small like sliver of, of, of attention being paid to it. Or you look on fishbowl and people ask the question, but ain't no answers. Like, well, where did, right. where does such and such go? And then don't nobody know what happened. And then you turn around and like, you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on in the Facebook groups. And it's like, you know, this person's no longer there. That person's no longer there. Y'all, they are co-opting anti-racism for PR and money. I'm putting that out there right now. Any corporation, right now that has or had in the last 18 months, a team of people who were literally paid to affect, amplify, 
and, and, and create inclusive spaces within the organization. If you have a team that does that and y'all are spending a whole bunch of extra money outside uh, of your organizations for people to give you ideas via consultants or, or thought leaders to do the work that the people internally already do for you, you're not shit. Yeah. If you have, if you are an organization in this here advertising in January 2021, and you, you were not effectively under a rock in May and June of 2020, and your DNI team looks like, looks like a, a, the, the, the insurrection of January 6th, <laughs> that is a problem. If yeah. you are an organization who has admittedly said you have a challenge with hiring, supporting, retaining, and growing talent of color, all of them, and your leadership still doesn't have not near one damn black person, brown person, person who identifies however they want to identify that's not white on your leadership, on your board of directors, as a part of your stakeholders, whatever. Y'all are lying. And this is what we were saying back over the summer. It is the accountability. Everybody had time to get their shit together. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are a person who genuinely believes that you as the leader of this said organization, it, you, are, you really want change, you really want things to push through and you haven't fired the people that are fucking your shit up, well, shame on you too. Yeah. We are six months out. And all of y'all talking about, and I like, this is what's going to happen, friend. You and me both know what's going to happen. All of this effort is going to be put into more training programs. Money is going to be allocated for more internships to pipeline young people into organizations that don't have stable um that don't have sta stable frameworks to mm -hmm. hold on to and train and retain these young impressionable professionals just for them to fucking quit. And for y'all to say, once again, we don't know where to get them. How about it's not that you don't know where to get them. It's how you, it's that you don't know how to keep them. Yeah. You don't know how to treat people. This, in, this industry doesn't know how to treat people right. Yeah. And so here we are in the age where it is okay to throw a coup on our country <laughs> This industry is just lucky, 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 lucky that agencies just like, um, DDB. what was that? DDB. Agencies just like um, uh, 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 the organization that's arguing with the, that, that DDB. Oh, Hero. Hero. That Hero. agencies like Hero have not co-opted other people to stage a coup over your organizations. Because at this point, every leader deserves to be thrown overthrown. Yeah. Every leader deserves whatever marketing, multicultural marketing budget you're being allocated. If you're not a multicultural agency, you don't deserve those funds. You don't deserve the people and you don't deserve the spotlight in this conversation. Yeah. I That's mean, my I hot take on 2021. That's I mean, where we are. I think a good, a, a big part of it is because white people in this industry that has this brand of being liberal and, you know, so progressive um, often feel like the type of white people that try to stage a coup 
are not the type of white people who work in this industry. And we that, learned quickly that that wasn't the case. And that is not the case, right? So, um, I mean, I believe there was somebody who was <laughs> somebody who writes into that. I didn't even get into that because the reality of that one, yeah, there, there definitely were, um, there definitely were, uh, was talk about uh, folks from advertising agencies, leaders at that um, being a part of the insurrection. But again, we're not going to get into that. Right. Um, but, but I think the, the, what I'm trying to get at is that part of why I think you know, we end up in this this toxic cycle of, oh my God, we care so much about hiring and retaining black people and people of color. And then it goes off into the deep end and people forget about it. It's because it's not seen as a priority. People often feel like, or they act like the problem isn't that big because the racism, because that's what it is. Let's call it what it is. You want to call it bias, but at the end of the day, it boils down to racism. The racism isn't, you know, people walking around calling black people nigger um, every day at work. So it, it it often feels like it loses priority after a few months or a few years because people are like, well, it's not that serious. But the reality, this, the way that I see it is, it is that serious. Because when you don't hire and retain Black people, I look at that as an economic injustice. You can't turn around and say that, um, you know, these neighborhoods are are low income when you're the ones who are kind of like, you're basically facilitating the low income-ness of these neighborhoods. Because we know that Black people go to college. We know that they pursue these industries. We know that they're skilled. And every single time that they show up to your door, you slam the door in their face or you open it a little bit, you slam it on their foot and then you kick them out. I'll even go further, friend, to offer that it's not simply like that to me is simplifying it too much to say that it's not a priority. Here's what here's what really happens. They get the recommendations on what changes to make and they turn around and say, that can't be the answer. Let's get a second opinion. They get a second opinion and the second opinion says, here are the changes to make. Those are the changes? But that's not a program. That's not gold star. That's not big enough. Can we do something bigger? No. When really and truly the only thing you have to do to make this industry a better place is change how you Ex exhaust and exploit your own power right. it is a power dynamic shift but nobody wants to do that and that's why it gets deprioritized because it gets because it gets left under the guise of well we're still doing research we're still right. getting data we're still trying to figure out budgeting meanwhile back at the ranch every pitch has a sizzle video Every uh, every uh, uh, creative director and and strategy uh, chief strategy officer and all these things are getting hired, but y'all still can't figure out where to get money and resources to I mean, train and retain your people. I think when you break down that scenario, it, it becomes and, and you hit it on the head where they don't want to change, and I think that's where the 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 crux is, right? The the recommendation is always going to require the people who are in power to change, to relinquish some power, to actually uh, be fair. And the reality of the game is you don't want 
to change. It's like you you have to realize that you can't get the diverse the diverse, equitable and inclusive uh, culture that you want without you changing. And so that's why when you get the recommendations and they they don't and they require you to change and not to just put some some sort of uh, random solution in place. If it requires you to change, that's usually when you're like, I need a second opinion, right? Exactly. Because For example, pay me more. For example, everybody talks about pay equity. Pay equity means that you have to reallocate a budget. Reallocating a budget means that the money that you've already allocated to go where you want it to go now has to be shifted. And don't nobody want to do that because they always want to say, oh, that's going to be so hard. Well, if it was so hard 10 years ago, if you would have started 10 years ago, you would have at least been 10 years ahead today. But you didn't want to do it because it was hard. Because what you're looking for is the problem not to be you as a leader, for the problem not to be you as a community, for the problem not to be you as as an organization. The problem, if you can't find the problem, if you can't figure out why the industry is the reason it is today or the way it is today, you are probably the problem. And that is just facts. Facts on facts on facts. Y'all, everybody out here hiring consultants to tell them that y'all can pay me a smooth $250,000 right now if you want me to tell you that in presentation form. That if you are looking for a problem everywhere for, a, for an answer to a problem and you can't find it, then the answer to the problem is you directly. Yeah. You immediately. Yeah. And I think it's the audacity that we are here and we are coming up on Black History Month, and I am probably going to see some of the best Black history content that I've ever experienced in my life, especially some since of it's it. all virtual. I created some of it. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did, friend. I know you did, friend. You know what? You know what, Kai? You told me something when we were in when we were in uh, conference. Um, drinking rose, eating drinking fried rose, chicken. and there was there was a moment where because I I think. And I can't remember exactly what I said, but you said sometimes you just need to let people sit in their filth. And I think this is one of those moments where uh, somebody may be listening and going, but, but, but whatever your butt is, I think it's time for you to sit in your filth. You are the problem. You are causing strife in people's lives. You are the reason why some people can't pay their bills right now. You are the reason why some people are depressed because they go to work every day and they have to deal with the bullshit. And so in order for this actually to change, for this to change in an equitable and sustainable way, you have to sit in your filth and realize that you are the problem. You are the person that needs to change. And so until you get to that point, and it's not just one or two people, it's a good chunk of the people who work in this industry. Until you get to that point, we're gonna keep talking about the same shit. And I don't know about you, friend, but I'm tired of talking about this. Oh my God, thing. I'm so exhausted already. After a year of being exhausted, being sick of being tired, this year I'm just tired of being sick, for real, for real. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm tired of talking about the same shit. You, and, you, and so I think, and like what we discussed earlier, what we discussed amongst ourselves going, leading into this year is like, a big challenge is that in the in this work of culture, this work of inclusion, which are separate, y'all, 
culture is not DNI. Let me just throw that out there. And I need everybody to stop utilizing them as if they're interchangeable, or this is the Merriam-Webster's thesaurus. That is not the case. Culture and different are separate, but they do work in parallel. And so in this work of culture and inclusion, it's really important to note that one of the things that we've been trying to do for a long time, and that's included with the start of this podcast, is to change the structures, to change the infrastructure, to change the people, to make people feel less less racist, to make people, to change, uh, uh, I'll I'll steal this from um, one of our past guests, shout out to Dr. Amber Shenever um, over at VMLYNR, but to change the mind so you can change the heart. And I'm just going to say that that is exhausting I'm so tired of trying to educate to change people's hearts, where I think that where we will have better success and almost be able to manage the collective anxiety that all of us uh, experience being a person of color uh, or underrepresented person within this industry. I don't care about changing the system right now. Let me not say ever again, but right now I need a break. And so changing the system is not my goal. I don't want to I don't want to train people's biases to death. I don't care if you don't like black people. You still got to work with me so we got to figure this out. I'm not really um impressed if you've told me that you've hired five women this year. The fact that you can count them on your hand means that you're not doing enough and that you just are here for ribbons and awards. But rather, I want or we want our goal to be to give the people who experience the brunt of this bullshit opportunities, tips, uh, and, and, and connections to be able to change their experience. Because even though many of us come into this business under the guise of we want to change how pe- we want to change how people perceive our communities, we want to change how we're represented in the workplace, that ain't it right now. Yeah. The secondary thing that we can all do and that we can all ensure is that everybody gets paid. And so if you're, where does the money reside? I think that that was the word Twenty, Okay. And that's, that's on that. That's on Mary had a little lamb. We want to make sure that folks know where the money resides, regardless of where you are working within um, this industry, within any creative industry. Because at the end of the day, if you can't change people's hearts and minds, you could at least change the size of your bank account. Yep. And at the end of the day, what when we talk about full opportunity, primarily in the United States, the opportunity that we're looking for is financial freedom so that right. we're able to build wealth and live our lives in ways that mirror the, the mainstream view of what American living looks like. It looks like vacations. It looks like <laughs> it looks like nuclear families with 2.5 children that you can feed and send to private education. It looks like uh, uh, education. It looks like uh, extended education even. It looks like buying big books that you never read. It looks like buying homes and ha- multiple homes and houses in places that many underrepresented people have never heard of. And the only way we're able to do that is by having the means and resources to do so. Definitely. And so I would say that for the um, theme of, of, of mixed company for 2021 is really not to, to, to change advertising. 
advertising is not going to change because the people in charge have already decided they have found where the money resides for them and it is not conducive to their power hold to shift it. And so for the rest of us who are out here trying to figure out what does growth and opportunity look look like? It does look like many things. There are opportunities available to us that are not necessarily um, traditional. And by no means am I saying quit your agency job because nope. advertising is still one of the best ways to get paid in this country. Right. I think it's teacher friends. You can <laughs> you can ask your nonprofit friends. This is yeah. still a good place to get paid. It, I think it's about figuring out new ways to leverage this this opportunity and this experience into things that quite frankly benefit you yeah. <laughs> and benefit your, your your pockets and your your bottom line because the reality of the situation is you know we've been in this this panorama for the last year um, and and there have been two realities that are happening there are people who are going on vacations <laughs> and workations, uh, hands are being raised in the room right now. And there are people who are who are struggling. And I think a lot of it has to do with changing a mindset. Uh, shout out to Deepak Chopra and uh, his uh, his Life of Abundance series, realizing that there is so much money around this this industry that or or you know business in general that require the skill sets that advertising uh, allows you to hone. Once you change your mindset, I honestly feel like you will attract money. Money will like you. And, and I wanna be really clear that this, this shift in the conversation from, you know, how do we figure out how to, you know, engage allies and get them to do what we need them to do to get to the next level. Uh, it's purposeful and it's on purpose because we realize that it has not worked. We're still talking about the same shit that we were talking about four years ago and people get to um, make themselves feel better uh, because they they make a cute statement or they volunteer their time to do some shit that's not sustainable. And at the end of the day, the black and the brown people are still uh, not, I want to say poor, but that's not a, it's not a good term, but... Th- still not still not at a at an equitable stand stance as their white counterparts and ultimately ultimately at the end of the day we are at work i don't want to hear about motherfuckers being passionate uh, about what they do if your bank account is not matching your passion <laughs> because the reality of the situation is these two realities that that are are coexisting right now they need to stop and the only way that it stops is you stop waiting. And when I say you, I mean, whoever is listening and, and, and is having an amen moment, you stop waiting on the people who get on these platforms every day lying about what it is that they want to change to actually change. And you tap into your network to change it for yourself. Because those, those are the people who, who, who win. And ultimately, right. at the end of the day, we want everybody up in this motherfucker to win and waiting on the people who are in charge to give up power to allow you to win is futile. It really is. Um, and I, I just want to con- uh, to correct you. Um, we started in 2016. We are officially at a five year mark. We are. Um, happy anniversary. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Happy but even, it, you know, to, to definitely add on to what you're saying, like 
what we're looking to do with this show, at least for this year, until until sh someone shows us maybe that we're wrong, but that that never happens. So we're type okay. A people. We're <laughs> we, we are openly type A people. <laughs> prove, prove me wrong if you can. But what what we what we want to make sure that we focus our episodes on um, this year is not about changing the industry. We're not. It's maybe it's possible, but it's not where our effort is best uh, placed. It's not where our energy is best. Yeah. Placed. I think our energy is best place to to talk about what we know and that's how to find your own opportunity within this industry um, it's how to brand yourself outside of your agency it's how how do you uh amplify your side hustles if you have a side hustle um, it's also okay you don't have a side hustle but you just got a new job how what does it look like to negotiate your next package what should you be asking for what does opportunity look like beyond a promotion and a raise. And I even think that that's something that we don't talk about because what we've been taught from this shitty uh, onboarding uh, uh, culture in, in advertising is that you just come in with the, with the expectation that, okay, if I do a good job, I deserve more money, right? Yeah, I do a good rewarded. job, I deserve a, a, a new title, right? That might not necessarily be the thing you want, homie. That yeah. might not necessarily be the thing you need but what do you need to, to set yourself up for success? There's too many people, uh, there's too many people of color in this industry who are not able to retire because they haven't set themselves up. No. So we wanna talk about what do you do with your 401ks? We wanna talk about what do you do? How do you utilize this business, this industry like a sponsor? How do you, how does this like industry a, sponsor your life for like greatness? Like a sugar daddy. Like a whole sugar <laughs> daddy, okay? How do we reposition ourselves from victims of a, 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 a terrible, terroristic society and culture in this business to sugar babies who really just reap the benefits <laughs> of the old white men who sponsor our lives? And I really think that that, that setting ourselves up for self growth and 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 community uh, uh development is what we need if 2020 taught us anything about life it's that the people at the top even the ones that really want to can't save you yeah. they might be able to help you they might throw you a little stimulus check here and there but at the end of the day they can't save you and the only way you're going to be saved is through the support and effort of your surrounding community, your peers, and also through self-realization. Yeah. And so that's what we definitely want to focus on in 2021. Sure. And you know, one thing you mentioned about, you know, not trying to change the industry, sometimes when you change yourself, the environment around you changes. It's forced I mean, to change. It's, it's forced. Yeah. And so I think there that this this exercise, if you will, this daily practice of telling yourself that you are the shit and you deserve, um, will allow you to reap something different because we can't keep doing the same thing and hoping that we'll that we'll get the same results. That is literally the definition of insanity. And um, we want you to have peace of mind and fat pockets. Yeah, I think, and for me, I'll, I'll kind of end off with this um, because I, I'm excited about talking about this this year because I feel like the, the work that we do with Mixed Company, we're here for the people. We're here for people like us. When we started this podcast, we were here literally for the three of us. 
and it grew to a community. And I think that repositioning ourselves uh, and realigning ourselves back to our roots is what we need. And literally it's about we the people of this industry and what we deserve. And I think it's important for everybody that listens to this podcast and everybody in this industry to know there are millionaires in this industry. Whole millionaires. Whole millionaires. With multiple homes. Multiple homes and multiple resources and who barely felt the effects of COVID, who have no clue what it's like to be sexually harassed at work, who have never had anyone tell them that they were incompetent simply because they looked ghetto or poor, AKA black, who have never had to take care of an entire uh, family of extended relatives because they've had generational wealth their whole lives. Whereas many of us, we have to take care of our families because we're the first ones that have been able to make over $30,000 in an adult salary. And so recognizing that those that there are people here who are so well off resource wise in their personal lives due to their due to the impacts of their professional lives i think it's to what to simeon's point about deepak chopra and, and friend you are a whole spiritual uh mood these days but I've like from my perspective it's it's more so like this and shout out to kamala harris for like really inspiring this word that's been on my heart this 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 year we have to radically believe in a fantasy that we have been conditioned to believe that isn't true. Mm. We have to believe, even when everyone else tells you that you're a shitty copywriter, anyone else tells you that you're a terrible project manager, everyone tells you that you are not a, a too standard uh, account director, that even if you are, you still deserve that million fucking dollars that the incompetent folks at the top who can't seem (laughs) to listen to recommendations that they get on an annual basis they can't seem to implement that you too deserve the paychecks that they get and while you may not be able to get it from just one source of income through your your agency there are other opportunities and other benefits that can be afforded to you based off of your knowledge your 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 networks and the insight that you bring to the table. And we're gonna talk about that this year. May, you know, you, you said something that really uh, touched uh, a, a piece of my heart that I've been telling people for a while. Uh, and it's, it's about creating space for uh, people of color and women or, or whoever is differently abled to also be mediocre and make all the money. <laughs> and so, and, and, and I say that jokingly, but I'm serious. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, for the, the reality is for most of us to exist in these spaces, it's actually really hard for us to be mediocre because of the pressure that we put ourselves through to, to be great. Um, but I do want to create space for, for people of color to be mediocre and, and get fired and get find a new job the, the next week that pays them more money and gives them a promotion. And so... And to be okay with that. And to be okay and comfortable with it. Uh, so my prayer for all of you Amen. this year Amen. is to uh, rid yourself of imposter syndrome and step into uh, uh, step into a place where the money resides. And so okay. it takes work. It's daily practice. I've been there. I've had to to uh, to 
to cheerlead myself, palm sweaty, heart racing, to demand what it is that that I deserve, and to turn down shit that that I, my spirit says that I want. But ultimately, I think we can all do it. And if we all do it, then this industry has to change for us. And we're not asking the industry to change, but I think that when we all change, they'll have no choice but to change. A hundred percent. And so I will, I will stop there. Um, that's our sermon. That's our, that's our yeah. uh, New Year's sermon for the year. Uh, we definitely will be planning to bring guests to the table that can help you um, uh, really reach down and, and, and find your greatness in your mediocrity or find your greatness in your greatness. The reality is this industry is what's not necessary for this industry because we don't cure cancer and we don't build rockets. And quite frankly, we don't even know how to spell that good. Um, it's okay. It's okay for you to meet yourself where you're at and form your greatness from the level that you're at. And so we definitely want to lean into that this year. And so with that said, thank you to everyone who listened to us go off at the top of the year. Uh, it's been a crazy 10 months and even more mediocre uh, seven months. Shout out to all of those of you that put up your black squares, but you can't seem to find any black faces in your, in your agencies. You know, we see you. We see you. We're not going to call you out just yet. Doesn't benefit me now. I'll wait. I'll wait till uh, it makes sense. But um. With that being said, we will talk to you all um, in our next episode. Uh, stay tuned for that. You can always uh, reach out to us on all the social media platforms at Asmix Company. Uh, you can definitely listen to us on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, App. What is it? Apple, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of it. All um, right. And yeah, it's been great. We'll holla at y'all later. Peace. Alrighty. I forgot how to do this.